Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Yep. 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 What is this? I don't know. I don't know. Is that anything? Could be everything. You know? Uh-huh. Think about that for a second. Oh. Did you think about it? I did. Then let me ask you this. What is this? Now you're cooking with kerosene. Now you're cooking with turpentine. Now you're, Go ahead. Keep going. Now you're cooking with carbon monoxide. There it is. There it is. Yeah. You want to keep going? Now you're cooking yep. with vegetable oil. Mm, okay. All right. Now you're cooking mm-hmm. with paint thinner. Wait, let me try. Let me try something. Give me one more. Give me one more. Now you're cooking with... I don't have anything yep, else. Yep, 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 That's yep, all yep, I got. Yep, 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 yep. See, I, I was trying to see if if we take one half of a bit and another half of a bit, we mash them together. Do they make one whole bit? And you know what the answer is? What? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. 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 I am that's, in that's how I'm one going. piece. Yeah? The show. No, I, I just am fine, I think. Nice. Nice. Uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. No, I'm not. Why am I even saying that? Uh, Sarah's, Sarah's out right now. Sarah's out with a friend. Sarah had a... Earlier today, she had a play date uh, with a mom that she likes. Uh, and, a, and she left you for her. Yes. And then... She went out tonight to go meet up with friends. So all I can think of uh, is that if she has to do that two times in one day, I must have really fucked up to have to talk about me that much that day. Well, what'd you do today? Uh, well, just walk me through your day. What was the first thing that happened? Um, all right. So I woke up. Well, there's your first problem. There it is. There it is. You're right. I knew something felt off. There's and your first mistake. There it is. There yeah. It is. yeah. How are you? What are you doing? Oh, or not doing? What What am I doing? I don't know why I put it that way. It sounded kind of accusatory, didn't it? I didn't mean it to. Drop it! What the fuck are you doing? What makes you so fucking special? Uh, nothing, man. I just work all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. All goddamn mm-hmm. night. Trying to memorize lines for the show I got coming up. Yep. It's going to be this weekend. Anyone in New York yes. wants to check out Central it is. It's in Central Park, Summit Rock, 4 p.m. Saturday. I'm going to be playing bottom. And let me tell you. It's as sexy as it sounds. I'm a great bottom. Yes. Have we done that joke before? I'm pretty sure we have. I hope so. But it really, it holds up. It deserves to be done many times. Much like, yeah, never mind. I uh, am struggling. <laughs> we all are. Oh, my God. I just started learning my lines. Good job. <laughs> He has more lines than anyone else in the show, and, uh, yeah. I was, oh, I was really, really sick. I don't think I told you. No. I nearly died. What? I mean, probably not, but I'm a man, so it felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You're a man, so you bitched about it enough to make it seem Oh, my God. Did I ever? It sucked, man. What happened? I I got sick. What do you mean, what happened? Take me through the details. Uh, okay, I got sick. What, what orifice, orifice was it coming out of? Uh. One, two, or three. (laughs) <laughs> the the nose? You're like four? I was like, the belly button? Holy shit. Is that an orifice, technically? The way I do it, it is. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, think about it. No, Go I ahead. refuse. Take it. Nope. 
No, think about it. No. No, do it. And you can't fucking make me. I will make you. Chris. What is this? No one has ever made me think before, and no one's going to fucking start now. That's true. What? Ha- so you were just sick. When were you sick? Uh, I got sick. I was at work on Thursday. Oh, I want to come over and rub your tum-tum. <laughs> it wasn't my tum-tum. I think it might have been COVID. Oh. But I don't actually know. Yeah. I don't know why for a second you started to say COVID and I thought you were going to say cocaine. And I don't know where that was coming from. <laughs> I think it might have gotten malaria. I, it might have gotten some bad cocaine. Yeah. You know, as We've you, all as been you there, do from especially time. at work. Yeah. That work cocaine is like, the, the they really, you know, because like, they buy the big barrel full from Sam's Club and they just get it economy size. And it's just the worst. It's really just there to get you through the day. That's yeah. one ply cocaine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> one ply cocaine. Oh god, this episode's already weird. But I love and I love it. Yeah, now I think I'm mostly better. I still feel a yeah. little stuffy, but Right. I think it's just getting rid of whatever's in there now. Yeah. Yeah, whatever's whatever cocaine little is left goblins. stuck up there. Whatever cocaine is left. Just, yeah, whatever little powder <laughs> Balls are stuck up there. Yeah, it's weird too. My uh, my company hides it in a box that says baking powder. Huh? Is this anything? Is I was gonna say, are we gonna end on that joke? Or Uh, yes, we are. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and then have some one-ply cocaine. My name is Chris Trubel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Let me tell you, their yeah. uh, one-ply cocaine is not nearly as bad as the weed they keep in the oregano jar. <sighs> Preach, sister. Um, so, oh, actually, before we start, can I, uh, can, uh, I want to throw out some well wishes really quick. Um, so friend Patreon and friend of the show, Tony Perry was in the hospital for a little no. bit. He's okay. He's okay. all right. Lead with that. Well, you know, I wanted to build up. He's, he's all right. He's out now and, uh, what he's happened? fine. I won't say what he, what he had, but let me just say this. Uh, the doctor, too much the, one ply cocaine, the, th- the term too erect was thrown around a lot. <laughs> Let's just put it that yeah, way. But that's and just a Wednesday for that's him, right? True, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so I always, he seems to be feeling better, but I wanted to throw it out there and, uh, wish him well. And uh, yeah, hope he's hope he's doing good. Hope he's feeling all right. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody listening, send your spirit bomb good vibrations to Tony Perry. Do you, ever, do you know? Do you know what that is? Do you know about spirit bomb? Spirit bomb? Good, good yeah. vibrations. Yeah, the spirit bomb. Is it a? It's a cocaine thing. Is the Genki Dama. The what? The Genki Dama. People of Earth, give me your energy so I can give it to Tony Perry. Okay. Not nothing, man. Nope. What a fucking piece of shit. You're <laughs> Tony Perry. You. Oh, okay. It's from Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm the piece of shit. For you not are. That. All right. Fair. Fair. You should have known. I didn't know that. We've had enough conversations. I know. I'm not super surprised. Yeah. Why? 
<laughs> You're like, I just, I set that up so I could call you a piece of shit. I just shit. wanted to fucking drag you in front of all our listeners. That's fine. You know it's what? been a That's... while since I've done that for you not having seen something from my childhood. From your childhood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you've seen those Lord of the Rings movies, though. Oh, I'll tell you what, really, that would be very awkward if I had it. Um, all right. So. Should we get into this? Yeah, I guess we should. You want to start it off? Or you want I would love to. to. Uh, Chris, Jaime Reyes is just a regular college graduate with his whole life ahead of him until an ancient artifact transforms him into the Blue Beetle and allows him to transform into any weapon. That's right. Any weapon at all. And he takes advantage. Blue Beetle is bombing. Blue Beetle is tanking. Blue Beetle is other synonyms for failing. Chris, what did you think? Of Blue Beetle. Uh, that was good. I, that was very nicely Thank done. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually really like this movie. Uh, I and apparently a lot of other people who are going to see it really like this movie, which I always find it fascinating when you have the number one movie in America and also a, a failure. It's such a very interesting dichotomy. Um, what did you think of this movie? Chris, I'm about to go on a rant. <laughs> Oh, boy. You ready? Yeah, here we go. Okay, so uh, when I went into the theater, before it even started, before the movie even started, it is just painfully clear to me that they have no idea what this is or who it's for. The trailers for this movie in my screening included Dune 2, yeah, the horror movie The Nun, and goddamn Paw Patrol. Oh, wow. That was all over the place. Right. So it's a... Here, all right. So Who the movie... Wait, hold on. Wait. Because I had different ones. You, maybe this will help you out. I had Dune 2. Mm. Here's a, here was a weird thing I had. Dune 2 and Wonka back to back. Think about that trailer. <laughs> that is strange. That was a Chalamet double take right there. <laughs> He's so versatile. He really is. Um... <laughs> Dude, what did I have? Dune he can two. be a crazy science fiction son of a Bitch. king. <laughs> and he can also be a pedophile yeah. in a candy shop. It was I couldn't get past the Chalamet thing, actually. What oh the Marvels. I had the Marvels as well. Oh, I think I had the Marvels too. I had so many. There's always so it's like fucking yeah, thirty. Minutes. I, I lose track after a while. Uh, yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay, Sorry. So uh the movie. It's a big swing and it's mostly a fucking fantastic film. Right? It's so good right. that it should be a turning point for film on like how to make a really good superhero film on a budget, but it'll probably just be another fucking excuse for movie studios to learn the wrong lesson. I cried a lot during this movie. Really? It has so okay. much heart and it deserves better than whatever bad WB shit after they decided to make it. Jolo Meriduena deserves better. Jaime Reyes deserves better and we the audience deserve better. Yes. The fact that this movie, which could have been Black Panther for Hispanic kids right now, is going to make any m amount of money less than The Flash did is fucking unacceptable. Change in leadership at DC Studios? I don't give a shit. Writer's strike? Fuck you. Actor's strike? Fuck you again. No excuses. We finally get a good fucking movie that takes a big swing and it's going to get goddamn buried and studio execs will say it's because those audiences don't want brown superheroes. Get fucked. Yes, I agree with you. Executives in conference rooms will be pointing to this movie for the next 10 years as an excuse to cast some new white guy named Chris. Oh, Chris, by the way, congrats on being cast as Lobo. Thank you. Is this movie perfect? No. There are definitely things I would tweak, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. This movie is Jaime Reyes. It's 
got the entire world against it, but it's full of love and heart, and it deserves better than the world will give it. Absolutely. I, I agree. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think... I think you're right. I think it's not a perfect movie. I think it starts to be something better than what it turns out to be. And I think it could have even taken bigger swings to it. Like I could feel it like either wanting to be a deeper movie than it turns out to be or isn't. And I go, ah, you missed an opportunity there. You know what I mean? Well, they didn't know what to do with it. You can tell that there are points in this where where something, I don't know who, I don't know what, but some entity is pulling it in one direction and someone else is trying to pull it back. Yeah, and pull it back. I think it's, you're right. I thought you were going to say and pull it in another direction, which I don't feel it ever gets pulled in another Mm -hmm. direction. I can feel it. You're right. Kind of them throttling down. There's maybe like three destinations that it's going between. Right. Where like comedy, drama, family drama I don't know something like that yeah a a social commentary like that's the big one I mean you have they make you know it's no secret Uh, we'll try and go spoiler free but I'll just say spoilers for blue people just in case but they do on several points make an emphasis on you know we're a Mexican family living in this in the wrong side of the tracks and we don't get these up this is not for us this world that we're playing in is not our world and we don't you know they think we don't belong here and we're invisible to them and in some points they even use it as a plot point like they you know the Early on in the movie, they make a comment of like, we're invisible to these rich people that we're servicing. Yes. And then they actually use it to their advantage, which I was like, kudos to you. Like you and in, in any other movie, you wouldn't have said that first line because you're not you're you're not Hispanic in any way. And they casted like whatever white guy from the CW you decided to make a star. And then the in the next scene, when they're walking past someone and just slipping out the back door, I would have gone like, well, 20 people would have noticed you do that. But I was like, yes, you're right. That is, unfortunately, the world that we live in, that type of person slips out the door right in front of everyone's face without anyone noticing. But they use it to such great great uh, creativity in this, yeah. which I really, really like. And the I was storytelling like, in this on that point is really, really fucking done. good. They, it's also the the arc of the well-made play, which is that the, the story starts after the major events. Ted Cord is missing. The Scarab has chosen another guy. The sister took over the company and turned it into a military hub. Yeah. All the big events have already happened. It is a great storytelling masterclass. Like any good, you know, uh, in all good comic book stories, it starts in the second act, you know. And so I really like this movie. And I think there are, there are times and there are images. One specifically that I'll, I'll get into. I'll try and get into later after we kind of get through some non-spoiler stuff that you go like, oh, this is a direct commentary on what is going on today with immigration and what's going on in America. But then they don't really do anything with it. They just kind of have that imagery and they don't it it felt like they don't go fully with that and they don't do anything with it after that. So I see where you're seeing that they use it not as a storytelling beat, but as a or not for a storytelling purpose. But it seems like they're just using it to get you to relate more and um, empathize more with the main characters. With the main character. And I'm like, ah, they're almost there to the social social commentary. I think they want to evoke, but they're not quite getting over the hump there. And that's where I can feel like what you said, where there's a little bit of like a throttling back. And I don't know if it was 
I don't know where where it comes from. I don't know if it was not in the script, if it was pulled back during production. You know what I mean? I don't know where because nothing feels like it was. You know, sometimes you'll you'll have some, a, a movie and you're like, it feels like they cut something here. You know what I mean? Like you're like, it feels like they skipped over something so that. But this it it does fit together very well. It doesn't feel like there was anything missing. It doesn't feel like they cut something or, or sliced and diced it where they were cutting yeah. around. It's something. not like you're like, well, this is where I would have put that thing in this like big glaring hole in the movie. Right. There's no big glaring hole in the movie. So I found it. I found it really odd. I this is a lot of fun. Really uh, it, uh, past everything Andrew and I are saying to me, I was like the main thing is this is a lot of fun and that it's in a great, great way. And you're right. Like. The Flash was okay, and it definitely has its problems, and there are times when it's a lot of fun. And it costs three times as much. I'll get into the budget of this movie in a little bit, too. There is one bump I had on this, and it's really not a knock on the movie. It's just a knock on, like, how you could have made this movie more successful than it's doing right now at the box office. But it's great. I mean, the cast is is fantastic. Everybody's incredible in this. George Lopez is like it's fantastic. Like and I can't he's doing his thing perfectly. uh, He's doing his thing. He's doing the George Lopez thing. And normally I'd be like, well, that is only good for 21 minutes on whatever sitcom he's gotten on ABC now. But this I was like, he's probably in it for like 21 minutes. Realistically, uh, I feel like he's in it more. He's in a good because he becomes the guy in the chair after a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to get too spoilery, but like. The second half of that movie, he's in almost almost every scene, I think. No, that's not. He's probably in half the scenes in the second half. I'll give you that. But he's probably in a lot of it in the first, because the first half is very family-oriented. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's where I'm getting that from. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, everybody's fantastic in this this movie. Yeah, the acting isn't always Oscar-worthy, but it's a home run when it matters. But the other thing is everybody's kind of hitting at the same level, which is, there's a cohesiveness to the movie. Well, uh, okay, so I have, like, specific moments where I'm like like there were times when I would watch it and I'd be like oh I don't like this scene like there's this is not really a spoiler but I'm going to mention one specific scene but it's like 15 minutes into it there's like a locked off shot between him and his sister after they leave the rich person home that they're working at and they're they're standing there and the other character I don't want to give any spoilers but the the young woman Lee has left as well in her car and then Jaime and his sister have like a very short like thing where they're like being siblings based. I don't even remember what it is, but they're like, you know, punching each other's shoulder or something. And, you know, or she's like, you like you have a crush or something like that. But it's a locked off shot. And I was like, is this is this a pickup like a reshoot oh, yeah, that yeah, they added yeah, later? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it fucking feels like he put his fucking like the director or whoever put their iPhone on a tripod hit record and said, okay, guys, be siblings. Mm. And I was like, what is this? Like, it's so strange. And then there are scenes, there's a huge turning point halfway into the movie where something happens with one of the family members. And the that entire scene broke my heart. The actors, mm-hmm. especially the young girl, the sister, they're all so uh, good. Yeah, Melissa... Escobedo could be. I don't know, but man, that's a, no. It is. I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, kid could be named Sophie. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? 
that's a deep cut for anybody listening. There's a movie called The Amateurs. Oh, another Dragon Ball Z reference, isn't it? Son of a it's bitch. It's called The Amateurs or maybe The Moguls, depending on where you would have seen it. But Oh, yeah. yeah oh there's gosh, uh, there's so a guy lovely. who's like, well, I think I need to be a writer and a director because I'm so good at all of these things. You know, you uh, you, you, you got two, two gifts. I have two gifts. You know, you can't have your kid open one gift. You can't have him choose just one. And one of the other guys goes, oh, yeah, like Sophie's Choice. And he goes, yeah, kid could be named Sophie. Sure. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. What's it? What's in you're talking about? Yeah, they're all really good They're. I mean, the whole. Yeah, that whole family has great and they all get their time to kind of shine. Yep. You know what I mean? Even the grandmother, which for the most of the movie is like, yeah, she's funny. You know, she's in like yeah. and then there's a turn. And you're like, oh shit, she's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like it yeah, really, yeah, like, more mostly. Mo- yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about. Yeah, it. I, have, I bumped on it a little fine, bit, and that's totally good. But I'm like, wow, you really gave her something <laughs> yeah. that I did not see. Kind of For sure. coming. Another thing know? people have been talking about with this movie too is how many struggling Hispanic actors were given their SAG card because of it. Oh, really? Yeah, that it, like, was a huge thing. That, like, they were just giving a ton of actors SAG card. It was almost like an excuse for the director to just, to give just like, give a, a line card. to some people here and there right. so they could get their SAG card. That's awesome. I know. That's great. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Let me do I'm just looking through my notes, see if there's anything, like non-spoilery to talk about alright let me say this uh, this is the th- this is one of the things that I bumped on let me get it I want to get in the box office of this for a second because uh, and I know I mentioned this before I, I definitely mentioned it off mic I think I ended up mentioning it on mic as well the budget for this movie is like a hundred and I think it was like a hundred and thirty million dollars or something something like that yeah somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred low hundred and the thing I kept saying was like this is not going to do well. Yeah. And it's not because the movie's going to be bad. And it's not because of anything that some stupid idiot is going to take the wrong message from. It's because this is a B, somewhere B, but B to C list really? character. Yeah. If you think A list is, you're going to go Superman, Batman, Wonder Justice Woman, League, in DC. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but even uh, I would say like some of the Justice League, you're going to probably bump them down to like a B list, like, a, you know, oh, like sure. A, I mean, like the like the movie characters, oh, yeah. Justice but League. That's what I'm, but yeah, yeah. yes, that's what I'm saying. Like the, your Trinity is your A list. The other members of the Justice League are going to be like your B list. You got a Green Lantern, you got an Aquaman, you got a Flash, you got a Green Arrow there. And then I would say like maybe you could count. Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Well, I guess actually at this point, Jaime Reyes could be in there too. But we're talking like B, maybe, maybe C list around there. Like, yeah. certainly not to, closer down towards that direction than towards the. You're talking about like name recognition for, for the character. Yeah, you got a kid who's great on Cobra Kai, but nobody knows his name. He's not a household name. Yeah. Um, George Lopez and Susan Sarandon are the biggest stars in this movie. Yeah, for sure. And you give it a $130 million budget with good on you for believing in it. And I do like that. But this movie doesn't make that money back. Like, unless something like really is amazing. It takes a while for this See, movie I to disagree. Get. I think under normal circumstances, like if if WB Fair. didn't change hands yeah. and we didn't have all the strikes, I think it's I think it has a better shot. I think it has a better shot, but I think that's a big budget to that's a big budget to make its money back on. Yeah. I agree it's ambitious, but it's not 
It's not that unreasonable. It's not undoable. I'm not saying they gave this yeah. thing a 200. I think it's they, still in the bullseye range. But I think you're up at the top of the bullseye range. And I think they would have been better. I off think I agree with that. Like yeah. dropping it down. OK, so this is the thing in the movie. One of the things in the movie that I think they could have like. So normally in a movie, I'll, I'll watch like a hundred thirty million dollar movie. And I'm like, well, I see every dollar of that on screen. And this I will say. And this is not the CGI is great. There's nothing about it's. There's nothing. There's no flash moment in this. (laughs) But I definitely don't look at this movie and I go, I see every one hundred thirty million dollars on the screen right now. And the other and part of it was like, okay, really, the city itself. They have all these beautiful skyline shots and all the buildings have these cool like holographic logos on it and everything. And I was like, that's got to cost some money. You could have not done that. You could have made this city beautiful looking without all these extra CGI things and scaled that budget back a little bit as well. But I think there are little things in this movie because I think the heart of this movie really holds firm. And I think the story of this this movie is really good. And I think the cast of this movie is really strong. And I think with those three things, you can scale back this budget on special effects and things like that and still have a really great movie and it bumps your budget down a little bit and this movie would be considered more successful than it actually is. What do you think is the target budget? I would say maybe a like 90 to 100. Yeah. But even that with everything going on right now, like is it going to make that much money? Everything going on right now. Yeah. And like you said, you know, strikes and things are cutting into this and I said this, I think it was last week I said this about no, um, Sorry, two weeks ago, I said this about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's like, there's this Barbenheimer thing going on, especially Barbie, just Barbie itself. Like this. Think about this. When Barbie came, think about when Barbie came out. This movie finally is the first one to beat Barbie. This movie. It has taken this long for a movie to like beat Barbie. Yeah. And this is, I think, the evidence that this movie has a too big of a budget. Yeah. Is that if your movie is the number one movie in America and it is a failure, that is a sign that it's not the movie that is bad. Yeah. You'd misbudgeted this movie. Especially coming off of something, and there's no way to predict this, but especially coming off of something like Barbie, yeah. if this is the movie that finally breaks the hold at the number one spot, and your movie is still a failure, Yeah, you misbudgeted this movie. It is hard again, because unprecedented times, like, mm-hmm. I think that is a very, very important thing. A hundred percent. Everything that's going on right now. A hundred percent. I'm not disagreeing with you, yeah. like I said. I think you're right, though. It's a combination of everything sort of wrapped together. Right. Including the budget. Including the budget. Yeah. Uh, but that, like I said, for the, that was the only thing where I was like, and again, it, it's cool to look at. It's, I love yeah. the idea of what they did with the city. There are definitely moments in this movie that feel like they spent a lot of money on them. Oh, yeah. And I and it's beautiful and it's really great and it's cool to see. And there's a lot of details in this that I love that I feel like didn't cost a lot of money to do. Like the bug. Sorry, we're, let's get into spoilers because All there's right, not let's much. Do it. The, the bug scene. I think it's tremendous. I think it's great. What bug scene? The what are you bug. About? Uh, the, uh, the climate. One of the climax of the movie is. His family flies the bug. Oh, yeah. Cord's bug. And it, it crawling looks great. Like, it going That's up awesome. the wall looks good. There was a moment when it crash landed, I was like, was that a practical... What? Yeah, was that it's real? great. It's, been, it's <laughs> hilarious. It feels... And I actually had this feeling of, like, 
because they're saying this is the first one in the James Gunn era of DC. This is the first one in the DCU or whatever they're calling it. And I was like, I that scene when I saw that scene happen, I was like, this feels like a James Gunn. Yeah, for sure. It's not directed by him. I'm sure he had no hand yeah. in it whatsoever. Saffron had a, a big hand in it, evidently. Did he really? Yeah, his name was all over the opening credits. Okay, so I assume. So I I think, uh, it, but I could feel like. If nothing else, it's James Gunn in the fact that they got a guy and he, James Gunn is a director and he's like, yeah, you'd let the director do what he's supposed to do. For sure. And like, let him do his thing. And this is this guy's sensibility. And it seems to be very similar to what James Gunn is. And that scene of them like, why it skewers a man. I love that. <laughs> it comes out. of There's enough things in here. And I think this is what gives it its charm. There's enough things in here that are so kind of like almost out of left field yeah that it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you alert of like i gotta keep watching this like you think this is just a normal pg-13 super movie, and then a man is literally skewered alive by a giant mechanical bug and is walked several steps on the, on the leg it's it's hilarious but that whole sequence was just hilarious to me when the bug fart thing happened there was a minute where i was like i took a minute and i was like is this bad? Is this going on for too long? And then I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> it's fine. If it had been a lot of that kind of humor, I think yeah. I would have been sick of it by then. But the fact that they held out until the third act to yeah. do a fart joke, yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm in for it. It was one. And it's just like... <laughs> Because there's a moment where you see the butt of the of the bug, <laughs> yeah. and it's not farting. And I remember seeing that shot, and I was like, "That bug's gonna fart!" And it's just <laughs> in about five seconds, and it did. And I was like, "This is ridiculous!" And I'm here for every moment of it. It also is like such a Ted Cord, and they even talk about right. George Lopez has a whole thing about how funny the Blue Beetle the, was. Okay, and you just led into one of my favorite like little details about this movie. I love that. So Ted Cord is not seen in this movie, but he is kind of a character in this movie because his gets presence mentioned. is he felt did, for his sure. His presence is felt. They go to his beetle cave or whatever the you want to call lair. it. His beetle lair. <laughs> but I love the detail of like a lot of his his gadgets and everything. They're big and kind of clunky. Yeah, and it's it's good for two reasons. One, it does give you that feeling of like. Yeah, he's kind of like this, again, this like B kind of C list Mm -hmm. hero. He's not one of the big guys, even though he was rich. He'd like, you know, he didn't have all the best stuff and all the best tech. But also the fact that you got to scale that back in time. I was going to say that too. the 80s, right? Every all the marketing for this has been reminiscent of the 80s, of the 80s. And and that's when even though if you. If you go by the age of his daughter in this movie, it would have been like, I would say the early 2000s, probably. probably. But when the character came out, yeah, it was the 80s. And that's it's very like, you know, again, these kind of big clunky. Nothing is sleek. Nothing is trimmed. You didn't have if you wanted to make a cool gadget and add something onto it, it had to go on top. It had to become bigger. And, you know, boxier and things like that. And so everything kind of works in that way. All his guns, all his everything is like these big, weird, over the top, hefty kind of looking gadgets and weapons and everything like that. And I was like, you got Ted Cord without him being in the movie. They got Ted Cord really well because he is kind of funny. It's one of the things that I've always loved about the character is that he is kind of funny and almost common man esque. 
you know, not yeah. to get too deep. Almost hokey. Yeah, well, not to get too deep into, into Ted Kord in a movie about Jaime Reyes, but like, one of my, I think eons ago we read Justice League International. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a frame in that where him and Booster Gold are like running up some stairs and he's like, Oh man, I'm like out of shape right now because he hasn't done it. He like he's a rich guy who decided to become a superhero and he rests yeah. on his laurels and he he's got like a little paunch and everything and it's like that's a real man. Like I can relate to that. If I were going to become a superhero, I that's who I would be. I would be yeah, blue, just a dude, just a dude who was like I'll get a suit on and give this a shot why not he's the actual batman yeah. he's like uh, every nerd who reads batman who's like i could do this if i had this kind of money you would be blue beetle you would blue be- yeah you would definitely be <laughs> blue beetle you would not be batman yeah and that's what I, I it's little things like that where it's like that captured it Mwah, just chef's kiss right there yeah 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 i'm trying to think it would what other things gotta stand up for you amazing soundtrack yeah it is we talk about that it is really really good, good music it's almost stranger things-esque but again but again the yeah, yeah well even the um pop rock that's in spanish which is cool like there's a lot of really good music that i'm like oh man fuck this is great yeah, it's like a spanish cover of a couple of <laughs> yeah, things yeah yeah well and like the very end as well when he finally gets the suit back it's rebooted and he's ready to start fighting again in the lair I forget what song plays, but it's a Spanish version of a song. And when it started, I was like, oh, this is going to be like the uh, the no sleep till Brooklyn hallway fight from Guardians of the Galaxy three. And it was and I was so happy, but it works so much better here. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I loved that hallway. That hallway scene in Guardians of the Galaxy three is like my favorite moment. I wanted to see it in IMAX just to see that feel like as heavy and like a A needle needle drop. drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it felt like just a regular fight scene. And it wasn't a one shot. That was one of the things that felt a little out of place for that shot in the Guardians movie is uh, it was definitely going out of its way to make you believe it was a one shot. And this was just like a fight scene that, by the way, the fucking fight choreography is amazing. Oh yeah. It's so visceral. I was going to say it gets brutal at times. Yeah. Yeah, That whole, that thing where he's making, you know, and it, it, they do a great job with even just down to the weapon choices that the suit makes or that he makes. Like you get a feel for, where he's at as a character like he's still going for all these stuns and stun yeah. guns and things like that and then that hallway scene happens and he's like now i'm gonna get these big ass concrete blocks on my head just beat the <laughs> shit out of everyone here and just They're wearing armor it's fine fucking hog wild on these idiots oh man it is i was like yes they probably leaned too much into the nana was a freedom fighter bit I, you know what though i'll go with it because i was like all right we're it, they do go real heavy with it real fast. Like, it makes a turn. It goes on for a long... Like, literally every character has to have a reaction to it. But, again, kind of like what you were saying with the bug, where you were like, is this... Well, we waited until the third act for this, so it's not going to be the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with like, it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's so, just I roll mean, with it. I mean, the fact that Nana was a freedom fighter at all, I was like, that's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it was really <laughs> that's good. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Great plot twist with the locket being the dude's mom. Right. Did you think that it was his wife and kid? Of course. Dude. <laughs> Which is 100% what you're supposed that was to another think. Mom. When I, like, when they showed what happened, I was like, oh, fuck, it's his mom. His mom yeah. fucking died. I started crying That's like, i cried Jesus. like in the half of this movie well, it makes him more i almost said pathetic but it's not <laughs> that's not the word i'm going for but like you think because then you're like that kid was like six yeah and his whole fucking life is about that moment and you're like he's like you want to talk about batman like the the different version of batman like that's like that's 
Spanish Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that guy, she, South American Batman. Like that is <laughs> crazy. That guy yeah. was like six years old and he's like, I'm going to work my whole life to fucking just write this wrong of like my mom. Why would killed. you get that kid? I don't know that. I, I will say <laughs> that was one thing where I'm like, why there uh, again, it's one of those things where, why are you, why is that kid here? Okay. My thing was, why is that kid slash guy working with them? She brainwashed them. I can't. Oh yeah. Wait, they said, cause he said, uh, uh, Kajid said he remembers now. Oh. And that's when he switched to like taking care of business against Susan Sarandon. I missed that then. Or I heard it and it didn't click what that meant. Yeah, I guess she, I don't know, because that's the thing, right? It would have been nice to have maybe like a one minute deleted scene or something like that where maybe she feels bad that she killed this kid's mom and so she's like, all right, I'll take him under my wing and use him. Kind of like the um, Hunchback of Notre Dame story where like, the Frollo is about to kill the baby and he but he he looks around and he's in a church right and he's like all right fine what do I do and the the preacher reverend or whatever the fuck they have was it's like you got to raise the kid as your own yeah something like that or yeah she's like well we have the technology to brainwash this kid he's gonna grow up to be a fucking murderer let's use him or something or that's just what they do with a lot of kids like you know what I mean like, right I- but if she knows that he saw that the the tech came from her company. That, right. Why? <laughs> right. But I'm just. But that's what I mean. I was like, yeah. you have, uh, you can brainwash the kid, but also he has the locket the whole time. So I'm like, I feel like having a reminder there of your mom and you would really undo a brainwashing because you're like a constant reminder of like that's me and my mom and she died and, you know <laughs> and she's like, like yeah, yeah that know. heart attack was very sad anyway kill these people anyway moving on yeah <laughs> I, or I, really i i was like obviously shit like this goes down like fucking a lot you know what i mean pretty often uh, yeah. so i was like oh maybe she just takes these kids she's like oh yeah there's always like some kid left over maybe what? that's why she keeps calling that one guy sanchez yeah <laughs> because there was a sanchez yeah it's just, yeah and they, they just <laughs> the last one was sanchez yeah and she's just like oh i'm not racist you, you're just uh, you're gonna die in like five minutes there's gonna your be name guy. was sanchez we brainwashed we you. Brain- <laughs> <laughs> he's like my name isn't sanchez he's she's like no actually i swear to god <laughs> it, it really is I swear, it's not she's you. trying to help. It's not me. It's this is you. She's but. not racist. She's just trying to help him. Yeah. Uh, I wish they hadn't put so many of the good bits in the trailer, like Batman is a fascist, or the early twist that the new job is like as a house cleaner. Right. You know that right, he's right, like, right. ah, mark my words, I'm gonna be living the high life, and then it cuts and he looks like he's living the high life, and I was like, yes. wow, we already saw what this joke is. I know so, what this joke is. Yeah. yeah. I actually laughed out loud at her mom is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting and she's like no. crying to show to uh jaime oh and the mansion and, yeah and, the and mansion. Uh, fucking yeah. ray i think is his name walks in oh i did too and, yes <laughs> i don't remember what she says i think she's like we weren't doing anything and jaime goes her mom is dead yes i do remember <laughs> and that i literally like y- yelped in the theater that was really good. It was so funny that was really good yeah he's great in this yeah he's really fantastic this is everybody's of- funny this is somewhat similar, not not exactly, but it's some it's somewhat similar to his character on on Cobra Kai. So you can see how like this really works. With, the, the material for this really works well for him. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the post credit scene? Yes. Let's get into the post credit scene. So uh, I've written here Chekhov's Ted Cord. Yep. 
Because yeah. I really thought, like, when I we, was almost right on this. I know, and, and I thought you were going to be dead on when the post credit scene started. I was like, no shit, George Clooney is going to come out or whoever. <laughs> you know, like I was I like absolutely dead like, sure they're going to make that, everyone George Clooney. Yeah, some, but so you you had so for anyone new to the podcast. Chris had this theory. He's had it for like six months or a year or something yep. that there is going to be a very small. I think you even said a post credit scene yep. that was going to show Ted Cord and they were going to get some like a list or, or a, a minimum, a very recognizable actor right. to play this character because you can piss it away later. You can say, well, the flash rerolled everything. You don't have to come back. Nobody even gives a shit about Blue Beetle. We probably yeah. won't do anything with it anyway. Yeah, either the, the movie does really, really well, but we're rebooting the universe and this doesn't count. And so you don't have to do this ever again. Or you or can if you want you to. You can if you right. want. And then you have a big franchise that you can do or you will just get somebody else. Whatever right. you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. so... What we get instead is the voice of Ted Cord. Yes. Do we know who that is? No, it's no one. I, I mean, I, as far as I know, I don't think it's anyone. The only article I found about it uh-huh. is from a year and a half ago. Okay. And it says something. So, I don't even remember. I should have found it for this. But it's like something because I looked it up as soon as the credits ended. I, wanted I was to go, know scrolling. Too. Yeah. It was like something, something because of this other thing. We now know. That Jason Sudeikis is in the Blue Beetle movie. So here's the thing. I just they they just had an interview with the director. And what he said was, I would love to have Jason Sudeikis as Ted Kord. Damn. That's who I would imagine. That's who I would. Perfect choice. He is a perfect choice. I don't now. Maybe that is his voice. And they just got him. Just because they needed a voice. And he's like, I think this guy works really well. And again, kind of like what I was saying, where they're like, we're not going to ever show your face. You could do this voice and then it goes away and here's an easy paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Or if it turns into something you want to do it, we can you can do it. It's up to you. But he came out because he came out recently in another interview and said they said, can we talk about the post credit scene? Who would you love to see as Ted Court? And he's like, Jason Sudeikis is my ideal choice. And I was like, son of a bitch. And all the talking about who it could be. I know. That name. We, you and I never said that name. And I, I was like, I that is a perfect it's a great choice. Person. I mean, it's his fucking job. So it makes sense that he would have a better choice than us. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but fuck that. We should have known. <laughs> We're the nerds. Yeah. No, I, I, he is. He is a perfect choice for that. That that would be yeah. absolutely wow. spot on for that. And you could do what ever version of Ted Cord you wanted to do with that you could get the the you know million dollar budget and get that guy a trainer and get him ripped as shit or you could do the version I talked about from Justice League where he's like ah, okay here we go you know what I mean he's a little over the hill and he's he's a little out of shape and he's not like his it's not his glory days yeah also that that mosaic painting kind of looks like Jason Sudeikis. Oh, if you notice, they reason. I think one of the reasons they use that art form is so that you can't see his face. I did have that thought. Yeah, and they're like, we can cast anyone with this. (laughs) Just some white guy named. It has to be a white guy with brown hair, and it doesn't hurt if he has a slight beard like he does in the painting. He just has a mustache, (laughs) and uh, it says "Be a goldfish" or something. Wow, you made a Ted Lasso reference. I did. That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. It took all of my brain energy. Yeah, I got... uh, Do you have anything else? Nah, that's it. I'll tell you what, here's a cool Easter egg. I got an Easter egg for you. Ready? And this is a... uh, 
an aspect of the plot I did not know was going on, and maybe I just missed it in some of the trailers. I love that the OMAC project is the villain, essentially. What is the OMAC project? So the OMAC project, okay, here's the thing. Ready for this? Yeah. So OMAC... Isn't OMAC the guy from Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes. And that's exactly what I was getting at. That's where Ted Kord is. Is that true? He's hunting... He no. was captured by a temple guard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While trying to put together the Shrine of the Silver Monkey? Yeah, I think he was the purple... Salamanders? I don't know what they were. Parrots! Parrots. Purple parrots. It's alliteration, you son of a bitch. Green geckos? The green... Goblins. <laughs> that's, yeah, the green goblins. Yeah, I don't remember who was green. Yeah. The silver salamanders? I don't know. How do I only remember the purple parrots? Because of alliteration. Are they but all I thought they all had alliteration. The orange iguanas. That's not alliteration. That's close, though. Purple sure it is. It's alliteration. Orange iguanas. Um, anyway, uh, Olmec and Jaime Reyes kind of like uh, a linked origin story in that they both came out of infinite crisis which was one of uh, which was a crisis event in dc which is kicked off by the death of ted cord wow yeah is that interesting yeah i did not put that together until like this morning i was watching the movie i just i remember omac the omac project the omac project in dc originally was it was revealed that that batman created this ai program called omac to basically watch over everyone in the DC universe and like keep tabs on everyone and also kind of mark their weaknesses and any hero. Like, again, it's, it's one of those things of like, if I need to defeat Superman, this is what I need to do. And this is, I can call on this thing. And then it becomes sentient and it starts to, to take over the red Jaguars, the blue Barracudas, the green monkeys, orange iguanas, purple parrots, and silver snakes, all alliteration. There it is. Okay. That was. I'm glad you got that for us because that was going to bug the shit out of. There's literally everyone. only two that straight up don't have alliteration. Yeah, there were two. Uh, what, they are the red jaguars. Yes, and the green monkeys. Yeah, there's no such thing as a green monkey, and a red jaguar is just something. I just started reading a Beast Boy comic. Okay. And part of the plot of that is that when he was a little kid, there he was in Sierra Leone, and there were green monkeys. It's all coming together. <laughs> Ooh, I see it now. Do you? Yeah. No. Oh. Anyway, go see this movie. It's really good, guys. If you have the chance at all, throw it a few dollars, please. It's the number one movie in America and it's doing terribly and you should go see it. This is it's tr- it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Like I I will watch this again when it comes to streaming as well. Like I, I you know. I, I like this a lot. Do you think? Okay, let's let's end on uh, this. Usually, all right. Let's move on. No, um, Jolomir Duena has three million followers, and he's not allowed to fucking talk about this movie. I know, I know. <sighs> and this is the thing. This movie. This is another one that I said like this needs him going out on all the shows. I I'm know. talking about. He it needs all of them. I bet the sister would be really fun too. And, and George Lopez. Again, George Lopez. You have the guy who's. You're like that guy's going on all the late night shows. Yeah. Get our leads out to the to the daytime shows. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's crazy. It. This is this is one of those movies that like should easily be. It is number one at the box office, but easily should be like clearing, clearing. Given this performance, you have 
good critical and audience reception underperforming dollar wise at the box office chances we see a blue beetle too oh fuck me uh not good okay bad yeah bad chances i disagree i think there are good chance there's a good chance but i think it's gonna take a very long time see i don't think it's gonna be a sequel i think it's gonna be a reboot uh no here's okay but here's my thing where's your thing um it's underperforming at the box office my thing is under, your, thing, your thing, thing is, is underperforming at the box office as it often does the box office as it often does <laughs> this works un- obscenely well yeah i know which is more than i could say about my thing yay thank you what yeah. a joke yeah oh. You should get a little bit of whatever Tony Perry's got. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, so Rhino's horn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this will get the sequel. I, this will not be the thing where it does so well. They're like back it on up to ones. Everybody, we're going around for another one. I think the character is charming enough. I think that again, the audience is behind this. The people who have seen this movie love this movie and most of all love this character. So I think what will happen is that James Gunn and Peter Safran will keep this character in the back pocket and he will make appearances in other things as they kind of expand this universe. And then when the time is right, they will come back out, bring it out for Blue Beetle 2 when they're like, okay. We can do this again. There's no Barbenheimer happening. There's no strikes happening. We can now, and people know who this character is and have really gotten to know this character. There will be an audience that will go to in droves to see this next movie. I think they have to give it a little time and they have to kind of keep people in, interested in this character. But I think it will eventually get there. You have so much more hope in Hollywood than I do. I, well, I just have more hope in general than you do. You're just a broken and shattered man. I'm, I disagree with that. I think I have a lot of hope for a I lot think of you're stuff. you're a fucking bag of broken glass I hope inside. you're going to fucking leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to the reading assignment. Let's go into the reading assignment, Chris. All right. So, uh, Andrew, you wait. Did you have a did you have an intro? Chris Descender is a recent science fiction comic created by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wen. You can tell it's fiction because the story centers around a robot that looks and acts exactly like a real young boy. And he isn't immediately swarmed by Republican congressmen or members of the Catholic Church. Chris. What did you think of Descender by Jeff Lemire? I really like this. Yeah. I really. So we read the first volume, Tin Stars. And depending on what volumes you get, there's six volumes. Issues? uh, No. Six volumes? 32 issues. 32 issues, six volumes. Interesting. Or there's like a. You can get like a big. Yeah. I think there's like like an anthology. Of like a two version omnibus, basically. Okay, so here's the thing. I really like this, this story a lot, okay? My goal from now until we stop talking about this. Is to not compare this to Saga. Here we go. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. 
It's really tough, but I'm going to try not to do it. I'm definitely going to compare it to Saga. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to go with the obvious thing that we. I feel like I always say. Yeah. Which there are a lot of. It does evoke that feeling, but I'm going to try and find other things to, to to use to reference that also might evoke similar feelings. It's a little cowboy beboppy. It's a little cowboy. Be- you know, it has a bit of. Um, Almost a Blade Runner or a, I was yeah. like, Blade Runner is not quite right. Fifth Element feels more. Oh, sure. Close, right. Fifth, like yeah, gets, Fifth Element is a little less attached to the earth. Like, like mm-hmm. as not. I don't know how to. You know what I mean? Like, it's way out there. Yeah, it is. But it, it, this is very I, grounded. Yeah, this is very grounded. And that's where I first got the Blade Runner thing. But then it starts to just kind of like there's a lot of I guess it's the idea of like there's our we have our central characters of like three, four characters. And then there's a lot of other stuff going on and it's this sure. big kind of over yeah, yeah. bigger world going on. Um, and I was like, Oh, this feels, and it does get kind of like what we're doing. I don't want to, it gets a little wild. It gets a little out there. And that's where I was like that. It takes us out of blade runner realm. And I was like, what's a more better sci-fi movie for this? And I was like, fifth element feels like that where you get a little bigger, yeah, yeah, uh, a little bigger with it. And we just read the, you read the first six issues, right? Yes. If that's what 10 stars, yeah. 10 stars is one through six, right? Yeah. Ah. Volume one. I read volume one. Yeah. That's yeah. what I read. Cause I, I also found one that was another one that was called volume one. one and that's deluxe the one. Ed- yeah. Deluxe edition is like one through 17 or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I saw that and I was like, well, it's probably too late to tell him which one I meant. Yeah. Did <laughs> but you he'll mean, figure it out. Did you mean this one? Yeah, I, the, one through six. OK, good. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Although I was compelled to keep going. I was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be heartbroken if you were reading I the big am one too. to skip to the honestly to skip to the end. I will probably if I can yeah. read all of this. And if I don't read it now, I'm keeping it in the back of my mind of like, this is one I'm going to blow my way through. Well, let's talk a little bit with no spoilers. What is this about, Chris? OK, so this is a about with no spoilers well you know the first issue or first couple issues yeah the first issue i mean all right i'll set it up there'll be spoilers for like what the what this the premise of this whole thing is uh because i feel like you kind of get a giveaway at least one big detail kind of sets it up we got the earth and they got all sorts of fun robots and things like that and all sorts of shit except it's not earth right yeah i don't know they call it, it something else yes. there are nine planets yes that all have different names so i think yep. it might be a different solar system right but let's say it's earth just sure. just cuz i can't remember what it's the Coruscant. name is and it looks like earth mm-hmm. but there's robots fucking everywhere and uh then they and we start on this this scientist and they wake him up and they're like hey you 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 know robots and he's like yeah i fucking know robots they're like you created the robots and he's like yeah pretty much did i'm a fucking genius you know that <laughs> and uh, they're like hey look at your window right now and he's like holy shit there's a giant robot and there, there's nine of them, and each planet has got one looking at it, just looking at it. If you want a reference for how big this robot is, there's a little bit of Eternals going on here, okay? Oh, yeah. That, it's, that, it's that big of a robot. It's not on the planet looking at the planet. It's bigger than the planet looking at the planet. It's a little galactic-y. It's a, yep, yep. And they're like, what are these things? And the, everyone's like, I don't know. We were hoping you could tell us, Doc. But what are these things? And everyone's like, what the fuck are they? They're just looking at it. Giving, I think that that one's looking at me. I think he likes me. I think it's. it's I think like, I someone someone goes one. in the backyard to piss on a bush, and they're like, "Man, I can't do it with the giant robot looking at me." Two robots staring <laughs> at me. 
And meanwhile, their neighbor's like, I've been going all day. Um, Turn around, giant robot. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the giant robots blow up everything. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why did like that 90% happen? 90% of the populations. And then we smash cut to the future. More, well, more. More future. More future. 10 years. Yeah. And then they wake up and they wake up the scientists and they're like, aren't you that scientist? And he's like, don't fucking talk to me. I'm hungover. I'm and a drunk. drunk. I'm a drunk who's hungover and drunk. <laughs> and he's like, and I got a gut now. So, you know, it's 10 years ahead of time that we were. <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, one of those robots you created like before the big robots came. They're online, and we found out that their code is the same as those big robots that killed everybody. So you got to come with us now, because either you can figure out what these big robots are, because we don't know where they came from or why they did what they did, or you fucking created those big robots, so get over here. And he's like, well, I didn't do the second one, (laughs) but I'll help you find the first one. And then our tale ensues. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. The art in this, by the way... By uh, Dustin, say his name again. When? When it, the art in this is is beautiful. It's got this beautiful kind of watercolor yeah, art to it. It's really pretty, and I think that really works well. So here's the thing: I really, what I really like about this is the watercolor style art also gives it this kind of really nice juxtaposition to this gritty storyline that they're telling this kind of very visceral like real gritty dark storyline and the art is kind of not whimsical but it gives it because it's watercolor and lighter it gives it this almost fable-esque story you know feeling to the whole thing almost dreamlike like a uh, canterbury tale yeah 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 and it it's a really nice offset to what the actual story is in a story where it could have gotten, it could have gotten really slow for me to read simply because I'm like, Oh God, this is so dark and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's Jeff Lemire is also the guy who did sweet tooth. And if you've read sweet tooth, it is just mm-hmm. God, just everyone's a complete and utter monster all the time. And this having read the first six issues, it has that feeling to it. Like, I want to keep going and see if there's something that's different about this. But it does have that feeling where, like, you feel like everyone you encounter, you're like, they're a monster somehow. Like, they're going to betray someone, too. But the art gives it a, a lighter feel of, like, hopefulness. Like, go with us on this. This is a dream. This is because something... the main, Well, and that's one of the interesting things, too. It's actually very similar to Sweet Tooth. The main character is so uh, innocent. Yeah. So the the... The main character after this, this, the scientist, the robot that they're going after, Tim 21, is a child. It was a, it's a robot. The idea was like, we create these boy robots to hang out with actual kids. Like, you could buy, it's like a toy, like a very advanced toy. You buy this Tim 21, and then he hangs out with your kid, and then you can go get drunk or fuck off or whatever because you're a terrible parent. But Tim 21 hangs out with your kid because your kid's a fucking loser. But anyway, the point is Tim 21 hangs out with your kid. Yeah, one, it learns as well how to be a child. And then he's your friend. And like, it's like, it's like the my buddy of the future type of thing. Yeah. And it learns and adapts and essentially becomes a a, a real kid. There's like a Pinocchio aspect to this, I guess. But it learns how to become like a real kid. And so 
the, we're we're taken through this journey, and part of it is through the perspective of this very innocent robot boy, and the artwork. It almost tells you that's who your main character is, because the artwork is so kind of light and almost whimsical and and beautiful and airy and innocent amongst all this other bigger stuff going on, this darker stuff going on that you're like, oh, we're in the perspective, we're in the character of of this, uh, of Tim 21. We're not with the scientists. This is our main character. The artwork is telling me that. And it's really kind of this beautiful, like, it gives me hope the whole time. It just gives me enough hope that I'm like, I'll keep going. I'll turn the page because this is going to get better. And it, 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 honestly, as compelling as the storyline is, the artwork one makes me want to get to the end of this story because I'm like, they don't have this artwork without a hopeful ending. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is going to pay off. It cannot end in just doom and gloom with this beautiful, with this light and hopeful of an artwork. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, this is a fable. This has to be a fable with a lesson at the end or something. This is an old school type story. This is what, it's a weird reference. This is what I think they were going for. If you remember the movie AI. Yeah. With Haley Joel Osment. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't great and it didn't do well, but I feel like this, and this, this was written in 2015 and this came out way after that. But this almost feels like this is what they were going with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. This story of this young boy in this horrible world trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Made like to be make, perfect. Made to be perfect. In made, an imperfect make, world. In an imperfect world. Yeah. Speaking of the artwork, uh, one of the bones actually that I have to pick with it is sometimes the artwork does make it because it is so watercolory. It can be kind of hard to tell what's going on. Like there are a couple moments where there's like futuristic spacey stuff that you know is supposed to surprise you because you're like oh what is that but you can't really see what it is or how it works or what it's doing and yeah, then there's it, a lack it, of detail right so like yeah. there's a there's a moment where someone throws something and they're like get out of the way and i was like what is this a grenade and then something flies up and i was like what is happening and i had to reread the same page like 10 times before i realized oh it was like a magnet that's what's happening. Yeah. It's also, you know, there are points in this that have like, you know, like um, a lot of action scene or big action scenes, but there's a little bit of action. Like yeah. you know, the first time you meet that, um, that like minor, the driller, the driller, yeah. and he's, he's attacking the like scavengers and stuff. And there's a little bit of like an action beat to it Yeah, that I'm like, because it's watercolor and there's not a lot of detail to the background and everything. I was like, where are we? What are we doing? What's happening? That's exactly what scene the thing yeah, I was, I was talking like, about I'm is. pretty yeah. sure it's that scene, right? Yeah. yeah so like it, it doesn't serve it to like, you don't for get action. a good momentum for action and yeah. things like that. That's a, that doesn't always serve. And it, you do lose a little bit of like, you're not going to get a good splash page for this. Yeah. Like where you turn and, and, and Especially in a in a comic that is about like spaceships and space and intergalactic travel and things like that, it's very ambitious to use this kind of art style for that. It is. It's for really, something that it is, is so it, think, hard angles and sharp details generally. Yeah, and I think for about ninety percent of this, that pays off really, really well. But yeah, you're never going to get that moment where you turn the page and you go, "Whoa!" and you see a scope. I of it. suspect that's probably going to happen yeah. later. It, it must like the this art style lends itself to something that would make you go, "Whoa, that is beautiful!" and 
You don't really get it. You're right in the first volume. I suspect there must be something like that yeah. later. This is, uh, but this is definitely a one, and we're always looking out for it with our reading assignments. But this is definitely one if someone's like, I always wanted to get into comics. What should I read? This is definitely yeah. one I would put in front yeah, of. Yeah. What, what kind of genre do you like? Science fiction. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you could slide this across the desk to him. This is definitely. Oh, one. but you don't like. You know, it would generally. It would be like, how do you feel? What's what's your genre? And they say science fiction. And I go, how do you feel about like insane amounts of violence and gratuity? Right. Oh, not great. Here's Descender. Here's Descender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of Saga. Instead of Saga. The yep. other bone that I pick with it though is yep. there are like a couple like three or four page chunks that are a little hard to get through where it's like. Senate meetings where yes. it's like Blizzoblorb from Planet Globally Group right. wants to f- initiate the fair trade agreement and raise the taxes on Planet Hazelty Kook. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And again, they they kind of jump you right into, you know, there's no. OK, so for. All right. I'm, I'm going to break my rule. So like at the beginning of Saga, they set you up with like. Here it's the, let me give you the history of these planets real quick. How, this is how we got here, and this is it. It's a planet and a moon. Thank it's you. Pl- oh, that's true. Oh, I'm gonna get tweets about that. Um, <laughs> but there's none of that, and so you know, and I, I I don't always need that, but like I think again because of the water co- color, the the ten percent that doesn't work is something like that where it's like I don't know what the details are of how this whole universe works. And so there are nine planets, but they did. Did they blow? Because honestly, for a while, I was like, didn't the planets blow up? Right. But they don't. It's just the artwork doesn't go into the detail of it's a firewall and people running and things like that. And you see that. But it's not a lot of like you don't get the graphic detail of like the planet is either blowing up or buildings are coming or down. It's on fire or something. Yeah, I don't know. Don't yeah. get, it's a kind of hazy. Yeah. And so you're not really sure sometimes where you are. How big is this little right. details of like at a Senate meeting? It's like, how big is this room? Are we talking about like episode one Senate? Are we talking like a fucking conference room? Like, what is this? You know? And so it, it's easy to kind of lose the scale or the scope of what the whole universe is for sure because of that even though because of those like the dialogue that is in place i feel like it would be very difficult because you you brought up saga you broke your rule you fucking liar but you brought up saga uh and about how like they give you like so i can break it actually they give you like a little backstory on the the planet and the moon right but that's a planet and a moon right <laughs> so like if this did that and gave me a backstory on nine planets i'd put a fucking bullet in my head yeah because there'd be a lot of detail that i just am not getting from it yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll see them yeah and that's the other thing is that i have to remind myself like oh this wasn't a one and done like this is one right. through six of 32. 32. So, you know, we'll probably get into Wait, it. Is it 30? Oh, yeah. And then 18. 32 or 35? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 32. And then 18 issues of a spinoff called Ascender. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Which, honestly, I really like this. Like, yeah. I was like, I might just, like, get both and just go my way through. I'm still trying to finish Die. <laughs> I don't know if I, I can't get back into it. I got one volume left. Do you really? How is yeah. it? Is it worth going back into? I'm waiting until I finish it. It's a lot of detail and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to remember. Right. So my goal is actually to finish it and then go back and kind of skim through it to be like, did I like this? Yeah. Because yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of fucking stuff happening. Yeah, see, I, I really 
I thought I would like that more. It feels like a tabletop RPG where you have to like write down everything that happens and uh, what you yeah. have in your bag and right. stuff like that. And that makes sense because they made a tabletop RPG of this world. So like part of it is like, well, if you're going to play like you're in this world, now the world has to be like an, like you're playing the game. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this over Die. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah I would give this I, a, so. I, I would h- highly recommend this. Depends on what you're into. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but I really, really like this. Uh, you yeah. know, again, n- the 10% about the artwork that, that is missing, the 90% of it that works is like really well done. And the story is great. I like the story. It's really compelling. And it's a good enough story that it's like, I would I would read this story with any artwork. It just happens that this artwork is beautiful and really enhances it. I literally well. just picked this up in a comic shop in Boston when I was visiting a friend because it was up there. And I was like, oh, Jeff Lemire. I liked um, the uh, I don't remember what it's called now, but the Moon Knight run that he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- Lunatic, I think. And yeah. I was like, yeah, is that the one I read? Probably. Yeah. The one in the insane asylum. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll read this. I'll give this a shot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really well done. So highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah. Chris. Yes. Are you ready for your reading assignment? Yes, I am. <laughs> so uh, normally it would be Chris's turn to assign me a reading assignment. Yep. We're Chris, we're going to read and maybe discuss with some friends of ours. Yeah. An anthology that is fucking enormous. <laughs> Way bigger than I thought it was. Awesome. Called We Suck at Comics. Yeah. It's uh it's a it's a fucking brick, but uh it's not it's not taking me that long. I'm about a third of the way through, uh, maybe right. a quarter of the way through. So um, I usually make up if I read these things or not anyway, so I'll blow my way right through that thing. Let me yeah, tell you. and the goal is that we're going to talk about this with our friends from Wayward Raven, and that yeah! hopefully will be next week. That's good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good with that. Fine. Great. Good. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, look, Whatever. I'm only happy if you're happy, Chris. <laughs> then you will never be happy. <laughs> oh, no. I'll yeah. get you some alcohol and hot dogs. Ooh, wow. That's an interesting combination, <laughs> yeah, and I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to shit your pants. Yeah. I would have gotten donuts. Oh, yeah. Like good donuts. I know you like good donuts. I do like good donuts. Yeah. Like real donuts from a real place. Yeah. Not like a Dunkies. Oh, my gosh. I was in the I was in the park the other day and uh, they started giving out free Krispy Kremes. And I was like, yeah, can you still get free Krispy Kremes for being vaccinated? No. Really? I don't think so. Have you tried? Worth a shot. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. If they didn't use that for marketing, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> Worth a shot. Didn't even occur to me. Oh man. I didn't catch it. No, they came into they came into Washington Square Park and with like eight boxes of donuts and they just were like, Hey guys, we're giving out free donuts. And I was like, Yes, please. No, that was just Larry. He's great. He likes to hide things in the donuts. (laughs) And then, weirdly enough, there were two cops in the park. And of course, everyone was like, Let's see how this plays out. (laughs) And they took the donuts. They did. Yeah. 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 I would have. I'm sure. Of course you would have. It's a donut. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? It means you love donuts. I do love a good donut. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Even people. Sarah yeah. can't even eat donuts. And she's like, she I can do eat donuts. some donuts. They're tough to find really good, though. Yeah. That's because the there's texture. no gluten in them. Yes. 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 
Uh, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash the media lunch break. You can find us on. I was trying to think of what the Spanish word for I X. thought you froze for a second. <laughs> I was like, fuck, we're this far in. <laughs> No, I was trying to think the of the Spanish, Spanish word, for word for the Spanish syllable for X. Equis? Dos equis, right? It's equis. Equis. Equis? It must be, yeah. Dos equis means two X's. This is going to end very well. You can find for us, us on Eke. Equis? By the way, I think I, I may have said this last week, but here's what I love. Uh, we, I, just call it Twitter because everyone still calls it Twitter. Everyone. Everyone still calls it Twitter. I love the media will not call it, will not call it X. Every report I've heard or read. It says it will either say X and then in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> well, especially after Elon Musk backed out of fighting Zuckerberg. I'm not going to listen to a fucking thing that guy says. Or they just go like that eh, Twitter. They just say it like on Twitter. They'll use the X logo, but they'll just say on Twitter. So-and-so said blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, actually, this is great because he can't use. Can I can we name our website Twitter? Sure. Is it in public domain now? I, I I feel like I feel like they probably own it for now, but I feel like it'll it, it could go up pretty soon. Oh man, yeah. that would be amazing if we got Twitter.com. I love that as a society, he was like, "We're changing the company name to X," and everyone just went, "Fuck no, you!" No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> it's Twitter, idiot. Yeah. We all say it's Twitter, so it's Twitter. Yeah. All right, you can't make us not call it Twitter. Anyway, our it's handle Twitter. there is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com/slash The Media Lunch Break. Uh, you can check us out on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We have merch on Teespring. If you want to look at that, head over to our Twitter account. I guess we'll just keep calling it Twitter. Just call it Twitter. Patreon, if you want to help us keep the lights on, that's patreon.com slash the Media Lunch Break. Uh, you can send us an email at the Media Lunch Break at gmail.com or visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being super cool. So awesome. Yeah, as Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review and then you can leave it right in app and it really helps people find us. Uh, here's the thing, though. This is the, the real deal. If you leave a five-star rating, you can actually leave just whatever you want in the review box. I really don't care. And they don't care. And it doesn't matter. So if you can't stand the sound of my voice, you can let me know. You just leave a five-star rating right in there and just be like, Chris... Your voice sounds like a 13-year-old gargling broken glass. Oh, a direct quote from a person I got one time. And then I looked at them and said, I do. <laughs> Here's the thing. Leave it. You can leave a rating review. You can leave a write a nap. I'm saying this again because I'm trying to get a run and start because I can't remember what I say. Next. Here it comes. Nope. Uh, this week, we talked about Blue Beetle and... Dis- oh my gosh, I forgot it already. Descendor. This is amazing. Descendor. 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 <laughs> I almost said descendant. Descender. Next week, it's going to be the Wayward Raven, guys. Hopefully. And then I would assume it's going to be the best damn day of the week, a Tuesday, Tuesday news, news day. day. But here's the thing. In the meantime, if you're like, hey, listen, those Wayward Raven guys, they're not showing up. You fucking losers i got something to cover your asses though here's what you should talk about next week send it over to us you've got a reading assignment you're like i just read something that i think the both of you should be reading right now send it over to us if you're a creator you made a comic you shot a short film you uh filmed a pilot you shot a long film 
That's not what they're called, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, send it over to us. Listen, we're literally doing a podcast with the Wayward Raven guys next week for the second time. They'll tell you. If you're a creator, we'll talk about your shit. We'll do a whole episode on it. And, uh, we love doing that stuff. Send it over. You're like, hey, I made something. Can you put some eyes and ears on it? Can you talk about it and send people towards it? Yes, we can. Send it over. Si se puedo. <laughs> is that what that is that right? I think so. I am very impressed if that's correct. I think I may have re- used the wrong tense. You probably said you're a bitch. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, which is also true for this <laughs> portion of the show as well. But Great. other than that, I think that's it. I feel like I missed something, but I probably didn't, did I? Eh, that's it. There it is. Look at that. There wasn't a thing, and now there's a thing. So there you go. Yeah, that's how easy thing. it there's is. There's a fucking thing right here. It's, it's so, so easy. Yeah, it's so easy. There it is. So God if you listen to this, go out and make a thing. Not you, Tony Perry. Rest up, buddy. All right? Yeah. I think we, we've, you've made enough. You've okay? But uh, everybody else, go out and make a thing. Yeah, in fact, right? yeah, when we went to visit him at the hospital, his doctor came out and was like, he made a thing. <laughs> and it is <laughs> glorious. And they applauded. It, weird. it was weird. It got really weird for a second, you know? Yeah. And the nurses all came around and rallied around and everything. We're like, where did you guys come from? And they from? did a dance number. Break. And we were like, when did you even rehearse when this? Is, how do you have... Wow. Where did those canes and top hats come from? Who made the PowerPoint that's going on behind you guys? That's crazy. Streamers, pyrotechnics. Yeah. It was wild. God, I hope he doesn't die by the time this episode comes out. That'd be really awkward then. Yeah. 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 So, Tony, stay alive until Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor, all right? Just for just for us. <laughs> And then after that, you know, you do you. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we're very selfish. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, yeah, um, hey, there it is. I got nothing else. Let's get out of here. I want to get some ice cream now. You want ice cream? And donuts. And donuts together? There's going to be some. Yes. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. You're going to go blind. <laughs> Because um, you're not going to be able to keep your hands off yourself while you eat that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if there is such a thing. All right. You know what? Actually, I didn't, I didn't say anything to put in the review box. If you know of an ice cream that is made that combines glazed donut and ice cream, please put it in the review box. For the love of Christ. Please put it in there because I need to know where I could get some. I don't know why this is now. You probably make some. This started as like a, like a, oh, that'd be fun. And now the more I'm talking about it, my body is literally. The harder like, you are, I know. Get me some fucking ice cream <laughs> and glazed donut mixed together. Yeah. That would, think about that. That sounds tremendous, doesn't it? Uh, for a five-year-old, Yeah. <laughs> fuck do you think we're doing here jackass <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> we're talking about superheroes chris yeah we're, talking, <laughs> we're two men who talk about people who dress up in tights and capes and punch each other okay you're telling me you yeah, were homosexuals what <laughs> we're, we're homosexuals oh okay yeah i didn't know which end of the sentence we were included on <laughs> You telling me you wouldn't eat some ice cream with glazed donut in it? I can't. I was gonna say I would eat that out of somebody's ass. I couldn't think of whose, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I listen. We both know <laughs> that that should not be the litmus test whether or not I would eat something. Yeah, I'm just saying you seemed like uncertain about this, and I was like, really? I wouldn't purchase it. 
I think over the counter what I normally get oh. <laughs> without a prescription. Yeah. <laughs> Prescription strike <laughs> um, for fucking insulin. What do you normally get? Oh, what do you normally go for, mm, go for? The Tonight Dough, the Ben and oh, Jerry's. That's right. You did tell me about oh, this. Oh man, it's yeah. so good. It's like four different types of cookie dough, some brownie batter. That's true. That's a tough one. I will give you that because you also have your baked good mixed into yeah. an ice cream, so you're kind of getting that. But it's already. also not a baked good. It's the it's the dough. It's the dough from the baked good, though. Yeah, because yeah. like that's no, the thing, yeah. right? It's like I don't think I would yes. want a baked good. To be clear, in it. I want a ba- they have baked a glazed donut. I know that's what I'm saying. Let it cool and then chopped it into pieces and mixed it in. That is what I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah, because I don't I don't want like cookie pieces. No, in ice cream, I want cookie dough. I want dough. Yeah, but this I want actual donut, like a Krispy Kreme branded ice cream. It's gone too far. I don't think what kind of ice cream I would go with. I mean, hey, now that it's in public domain, you could call it Twitter ice cream. Oh, <gasps> that would make a lot of money. No, it wouldn't because I no, not all. at all. <laughs> I wouldn't make a no, dollar. Because people would look at that and be like, "Why do I need a donut and ice cream, you fat ass?" And I'm like, "You get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> You'd be going you into the ice cream section right every now. day and buying your own ice cream, and that would be it. Yep, that's pretty much it. <sighs> Is this anything? No, but it's everything. <laughs>